Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Happy Thursday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, I just got off the phone with someone who uh, owns his own practice, um, which is super cool, like a lot of us do. And um, one thing that I haven't, so I did this last year, but I never like put it out there. Um, I meant to incorporate it in some of my content, but uh, I didn't. I guess like things always get really busy, but I wanted to talk about some of the uh, factors of success that I've seen over the past couple of years with myself as a cash practice owner and with my business coaching clients and students and what kind of like objective things um, I've seen lead to, I suppose, like more success faster. Um, and of course, like success is objective. Uh, but I wanted to share some of the numbers because I legitimately um, put a bunch of my data together from my clients uh, over the past two years and did a whole bunch of data analysis on it with my uh, my brother, who is um, a PhD student um, in Minnesota, and he is going into physics. Uh, and he's done tons and tons of statistics. <laughs> um, and he really helped me kind of take some um, different, uh, I suppose, like observations from the data that we looked at, and I wanted to share it. Um, I've gotten some feedback that like having the numbers out there about what I've seen with the clients that I've worked with, um, you know, like if you are considering a coaching program, which I have, DPT to CEO, um, you probably want to like make sure that whatever you're investing your money and more importantly, your time in is going to be worth it. And uh, not every coaching program is a good fit for everybody and that's totally okay and that's why it's important to find one that you know resonates with you um and offers what it is you feel like you need um so if you have any questions about uh what's in the program please comment below or feel free to message me um but we will check out these numbers here um and you know you guys let me know what you think i'm like trying some of the different uh I guess like different options for interactivity. <laughs> I don't know why I said that weird. <laughs> um, in these lives, because uh, Facebook has really like um, improved its ability, but I feel like I need to spend some more time learning how to use it. So if you are here with me live, I would love for you to say hi or give me a thumbs up that you can hear me okay. Um, you know, and if you have any questions about this and if you're watching on the replay, comment replay. Um, and without further ado, we'll get into it. So, and I guess like, you know, you guys who are watching here, what do you feel like the 
number one factor of success might be for a, a new practice owner, a cash practice owner. Um, the number one factor of success, and I wanted to talk about this because I just got off a call with somebody um, who was talking about this uh, and um, was asking about it. Oh, Alyssa, hi. I just saw you a little while ago. Hello, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the live. Um, but uh, he that's what he asked me. And I know that people want to know that. So that's why I've been putting all this data together. Um, but the number one factor of success, um, intangibly, I would say, that's weird, <laughs> is um, your ability to be relentless. Um, and I like I was just telling um, this person a, a few minutes ago, like, I feel like I have a really hard time putting it into words, like what I mean by that. And a lot of it has to do with just never, ever, ever giving up, ever. Like if, if it is something that you want to make work and you want it to be successful, you have to get to a place where like, even if you are like shaking in your boots, you are just like nervous beyond belief, um and you're really worried about you know like what will happen if i fail um you have to keep going anyway um that's that's been my my experience and what like i always tell people is you know it's not it's it's like you can never <laughs> and i'm gonna say like this in a negative way but you can never tell yourself i can't do xyz or you know i don't have time for this i can't do that nobody's gonna call me nobody's interested in what i have to offer nobody's gonna pay me um you know like they wouldn't be interested in this uh they can't afford this um like you can't open up shop every single day and have those negative thought patterns like drive how you are going to show up for yourself and you know everybody else every day um you know you might be nervous you might be worried but like i mean so are the rest of us you know and we're still pushing ahead um you owe it to yourself as a clinician who you know is i assume most of us here are very passionate about what we do and how we can help people and you owe it to yourself to see that through and figure out a way to provide care and help to people who really need it in a way that feels authentic and ethical to you. Um, and we also owe it to our patients to do this. And so with that being said, like you have to have a mindset of like, I'm, I'm going to get my way, <laughs> um, you know, like no matter what it's going to take, like I have to be relentless in pursuit of my dreams, but also relentless in the pursuit of better healthcare options for people, you know, which is like a whole other conversation. Um, so that's like a really big thing that I would say is like the number one factor that I'm looking for um, in potential practice owners is, you know, even if you aren't sure like what to do next, like you're going to figure it out because that's the only option. You will not let yourself like, you know, get stuck in the mud and just settle um, just because. So 
that's like my number one um, intangible. And then uh, data points, like I was talking about, you guys have to stop me because I will just <laughs> talk for days about this stuff. Um, data points. So, okay. Some different like factors of success or different data points that I look at for my clients over the past two years are, um, are you in a special category? So like, are, are you in a particular niche? Um, you know, or are you somebody who says that they can treat all the things and you market to all the things and crickets? Please don't do that. Like, <laughs> um, we look at, uh, the specialty categories or the specialties. Um, I also looked at whether like having a job at the start of uh, the coaching program would like impact anything versus having a job at the end of the program in the, the my coaching program that I do it's six months. Um, so like where my clients were in relation to like how many of their own patients they had, uh, the revenue that they were making, um, and that was really interesting to see because I know a big question that people have when it comes to this, doing your own practice is like, you know, am I going to be able to do this in conjunction with having a full-time job? Um, and I will say that I think it takes a very special person who does not need a lot of sleep <laughs> um, in order to make that happen to a point where you could leave your job and make your practice a full-time thing. Um, I've heard about people who do this and I, it just, it comes with a lot of sacrifices that like, I'm not really sure if I would be willing to make, um, you know, but everybody has different priorities and, and that's totally fine too. Um, but job at the beginning and end of the coaching program, um, mode of treatment delivery. So looking at like whether you're a telehealth practice, uh, mobile, home-based like myself, gym-based, um, brick and mortar, rented space, uh, you know, what most people are doing or choose to do. Um, and then the last one here is if you've, if you already have your business entity set up. Um, so this is something that I feel like I didn't really look too much into in the first year of this, uh, coaching program. Um, is like, do you already have everything set up? Because in my program in DPT to CEO, and you guys might have seen it in here in the group, um, the very first phase of it is uh, Therapy Business Basics, which is a four-part mini course available on my website if you want to check it out. Um, that will take you from you know having nothing set up like zero nothing at all um, to having everything in place that you need in order to like legally see a patient, um, at least according to like my own research and, um, the different people that I've learned from. And, um, like that four part mini course, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on just because of the fact that like, it gives you a checklist and tells you step by step by step, like what you need to do in order to set up a business entity. And like the reason that I made that was because that was something that like I never learned about. Um, and it was just really helpful for me to have something visual that I can see a checklist in order to create a business. Um, and that being said, and like that is the first phase of DPT to CEO, the coaching program. Um, however, like clients who already have that set up, 
um, they are going to end up, uh, you know, having almost like an entire extra month in the program, which we can always use to explore other options for marketing or explore other service, um, service designs and different things that we could do uh, to like add another layer to your practice. Um, so just what I've seen though, like with my clients, it's about 50-50 the people who enter this program as to whether they are um, all set up or not. Like 50% of people already have their entity set up and 50% don't. Um, and that's just like the main thing about it is like, you know, logistically you'll go a lot faster if um, you already have your uh, business entity set up, like including LLC, form, scheduling, email, domain, documentation system, etc. If you already have that set up, um, you'll just, you'll have extra time in the program and like just overall, like you'll have already done something. So um, that can be valuable, but it doesn't necessarily like correlate with success or whatever success is for the practice owner. Um, so going back to the top, uh, specialty categories, I really want to talk about this one because it's really important. Like I know everybody here and their mother has heard of, you know, like pick a niche um, to <laughs> work with and to market to. Um, and lots of people get stuck here. I think it's a really common thing to get stuck on this because you want to help everybody. Um, but just like I tell all of my clients and try to say in here on different lives, um, your niche is who you market to. It's not what your caseload is. Um, you can treat whoever you want, you know, like whoever comes up to you and you like, can help them, they're okay person, they're nice, and they want to pay you, then go for it. <laughs> Take them on your caseload, it's completely up to you. But you have to pick a specific niche in order to like drive your marketing message home. Um, anytime in my life when I have tried to like expand and broaden things out, it just ends up getting um, a lot more complicated and my marketing and my messaging is not as strong at all and it's confusing and just like not a good time um so you have to pick something to go after and uh in the past couple of years some of the different categories have been ortho pelvic health uh sports peds chronic pain um I guess we could sort of count Neuro if we want to count my fiance Kyle <laughs> and how he wanted to uh, target uh, working with people who have had a stroke. Um, but I would say the majority of the people that I've spoken with and who have joined the program, um, they tend to be like ortho sports or pelvic health related. Um, and, but I have worked with a few therapists who do peds. Um, and this this varies so like again like this is a a parameter that i feel like it's not doesn't matter what you pick that's going to make you successful what matters is that you pick something specific enough that you can have a unique marketing message and people can understand exactly who to, to refer to you um, you know, like if you were telling people that you own a practice and you're saying like, oh, like I can help CrossFitters, I do pelvic health, I work with kids, I, you know, work with people who are bed bound or if, 
who have had a stroke, but like also college athletes, like, and it's just like all over the place, you know, keep in mind that the only people who I feel like really understand what therapy is are like in this group, you know, and in all the other therapy groups, it's us as therapists. And if the only thing that you are leaning on with your marketing message is like, I'm a physical therapist, occupational therapist, you know, nobody really knows what that is, or they have kind of like a misconception about what it is. So the referrals that you'll get will not be the people that you want to treat or can treat. Um, and so by like identifying your practice and your business and creating a marketing message around a problem that you solve that's specific, uh, you're going to have a much easier time marketing yourself because people will know exactly what problem you help with and who to refer to you. Uh, so if you guys have questions on that, you know, please like drop them in the comments down below and we can hash things out, but it's really, really important. Um, so, uh, what I wrote down after like observing my data <laughs> is that, you know, although the niches, um, you know, or like specialties of different therapists I've worked with in the past couple of years have, have varied. What's important is to be able to put a specific problem into easy to understand language. Um, so patients will know what you can help them with, uh, and that you're passionate about it. So like, you know, like another example, this program here, trying to help therapists grow a practice. But if I like marketed myself as somebody who, you know, can help any entrepreneur build a small business, you know, that's, that gets, that gets lost. You know, like I don't stand out in any way. Um, hard to get clients that way. Uh, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about too, with, um, full-time part-time jobs uh you know we're doing prn um i am a big fan sorry just hit my desk i'm a big fan of having at least a prn job when you are first getting started if you know like you are responsible for your finances um and like everybody has different situations obviously so like this is just kind of like a generalization but um I definitely found when I was not doing as much PRN work um, and I was, you know, meeting with people, meeting with new patients and evaluating them and selling plans of care that there was like a much more like love, there was a much higher level of anxiety and like almost desperation when I would talk to people and, uh, you know, prescribe them plan of care and try to make the sale when I knew that like it really mattered if I made that money that week. Um, and it comes across in your sales conversations. And this is like something that like one of my, um, my business coaches would always talk about is like having, having a little bit of that safety net when you're first getting started so that when you talk to people, it doesn't matter so much to you as to whether or not they're going to work with you so that you can get paid. It, it becomes easier to care more about like whether you're truly the right person to help them or not. Um, and it just, it takes a lot of pressure off of, um, 
sales uh, conversations uh, and uh, evaluations. Um, you know, so like with that, uh, I, I guess like I kind of wish that I had stayed doing a little bit more home health for a little while, but I was just so miserable that when it came to like, you know, do I want to make money or do I want to have better mental health? Like the mental health ended up like winning out <laughs> in the end, which is probably good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm a huge fan of keeping a PRN job until you reach a certain goal in your practice, but it's going to be different for everybody. What I will say is the number one thing that can kill, I need to stop hitting this. The number one thing that can kill your progress in this coaching program, um, you know, and just in general and trying to grow a business is maintaining a like full-time 40 plus hour a week job um, and or if you're doing extra shifts. Uh, what I think has really helped the students in my program is, uh, you know, even if they start with a full-time job um, and this program, which like I would say about a third, according to my stats over here, I would say about a third of people um, do have a full-time job like when they make the decision to like start pursuing a practice um by the end of the program if you have like anything less than full-time you're going to end up being more successful faster than if you maintain that full-time job for the entire six months that you're trying to start your practice um the people who did that like unfortunately, and I know there's a lot of factors and everything, but like unfortunately students that I had who maintained a full-time plus job during our work together, it was very slow and difficult for them to do what they needed to do in order to get their practice off the ground. Um, so people who are more successful uh, tend to like within, I would say like between like month three and four in the program, um, they make a decision to drop the full-time job and either do part-time um, or PRN or just their business altogether. Uh, so I think that that is a really big factor that plays into things. Um, and at some point, like if you're really wanting this to be successful, you have to give up full-time job before you're ready 100%. Um, and like, I know it's really scary, but that, that job will always be there for you. Like you can always go back to like your full-time therapy job um, or do something else, you know, and go work at Starbucks. <laughs> um, you'll, you will always be able to find another job. Um, but if you like learn how to market yourself, sell whatever it is, you know, and maintain a business, you'll also never need to worry about, um, being able to make an income because you'll have the skills to do it. And, uh, I think that's really cool. So, uh, that's kind of like my <laughs> preaching about it, but, uh, let's see. Oh, and then lastly, like mode of treatment delivery. Uh, here's what, here's what I wrote down. So I worked with people who have a bunch of different like methods of treatment delivery, right? So like mobile, online, brick and mortar, etc. 
Um, but my observation has been that the rate of gaining clients is much quicker if you have a strong presence in your community and if you have consistent relationships locally, if you're wanting to do like in-person stuff. Um, and that's not to say that you won't be successful if you are totally brand new to a location. Uh, you just have to put in the work to build the connections. Um, what I've seen in uh, the two places where I have gone to do CrossFit near where I live, um, it took about six months uh, before of me continuously going before people started to ask for my like physical therapy help. Um, so if that's one of your strategies, <laughs> that's been my experience. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think if you have a really like strong foothold in your community locally, like you're you're going to have again maybe like more success faster uh, than somebody who's totally new. But it doesn't mean that you can't do it if you're new. Um, and the other big thing that I just want to take note of here is that like if you want to be doing telehealth or offering different services um, or products online, uh, you have to show up. Like you have to, you have to hustle, you have to show up, you have to do the things, you have to make relationships online. And it, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, similar to in person. Um, but I feel like sometimes there's again, like a misconception that if you just like get a website and maybe like post once on your social media about your business, all of a sudden you'll get a bunch of clients and it's just, that's just not how it works. Um, you have to show up, tell your story, provide value to people and be willing to reach out to them and talk to them. Um, make offers, test things just very, very consistently um, in order to make an online business work. And again, it kind of just goes back to what I said at the beginning about the relentlessness is it just has to be a never give up attitude. Um, you know, and if you let the like negativity kind of come in, um, it's, it's going to make it really difficult to grow and even find maybe like your first client. So we have to be really cautious about that. Um, so that was a little bit of different data points that I've gathered. You know, leave a comment below if you want me to share like more information, like more numbers about what I've seen in the past couple of years doing this coaching program. Um, like as far as number of patients, like length of time in the program, um, you know, how much of a profit did my clients make? Uh, after investing in this program. Um, hint, most people made a profit, <laughs> which is really exciting to think, you know, like if you were to give it your all and commit to this six month coaching program, uh, you know, I can speak for, for my own program that I'm really proud of. Um, you are, I would bet, bet that you would get your investment in the program back within the six months. Um, Obviously there's a range, some people don't, some people triple like their investment in the program or more. Um, but the the median, when my brother helped me with this yesterday, the median um, profit uh, in from 2020 to 2021, the median profit for my clients was around three grand. 
And so that's like after paying for the program, um, profit was around three grand. And then uh, this year, uh, from 2021 to 2022, the median profit currently is around six grand. Um, so I have all of that data get together. If you want to see it, if you want to talk about it, let me know. Um, but you know, if you're not <laughs> a numbers nerd, that's okay too. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to share this stuff because I think, uh, a lot of people wonder about it. Like, what is it going to take to be successful? And there's, there are a lot of factors that go into it, but I think the biggest thing is that you just have to be willing to figure it out because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you can see the light of like whatever it is that you really want to do and you will stop at nothing until you get there. Um, you know, but if we're like wishy-washy about it, it's not, it's, it's only going to like float farther away. So, um, so this is a long one. Thanks for watching. If you stuck with me this long, um, I really appreciate it. And I just really want to continue to get information out in this group, um, to help more people, help more people. Um, and if you have any other questions, please let me know. We are doing a live Q&A tomorrow uh, around 12.45 Pacific. Um, and I will bring some different questions uh, that I have gotten recently. And we will talk about them. And yeah, keep, keep doing our thing. So I hope you have a good rest of your night. And I will talk to you soon. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I'm honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.